the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. And today we are live. We are live from Skid Row in Los Angeles at the Union Rescue Mission. And this is something, a day I look forward to every year to be down here. And it is such a wonderful thing happening here before Thanksgiving. It's the turkey fry. And if you're down here, everything smells like uh, boiled turkeys. And it's wonderful. It is wonderful as we get ready for the Thanksgiving uh, feast that's coming up. With me is the president and CEO of the Union Rescue Mission, Mr. Andy Bales. Andy, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Yeah, that's our secret marketing. We send those wafts of turkey smell all the way down the street and brings in the Brings in all of our friends. They do that at the Krispy Kreme also. It's a it's a very good thing to do. A very very wise, and and you know honestly, there's a crowd gathering outside. And I was speaking with a lady uh, who uh, she thought that uh, they were making soup, and she was, uh, <laughs> and um, one of your guys who's cooking the cookies or the turkeys, he said, uh, "You must be from a city somewhere." She goes, "Yeah, I'm from a, a city in Florida." And he goes, yeah, people from the city, they just think this is soup, but these are turkeys. Pulls one out. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so it's great. There's a lot of people gathered around, and uh, it's very exciting. So, Andy, you can't be here this time because you're in Iowa with your family. You're getting ready to retire, or you, are, you have retired, but you're kind of uh, still in the mix with everything here. This is the last well, official turkey fry yeah. for you. Is that right? Yeah, I'm relocating to Iowa and and working another job, but I was getting ready to uh, get ready to check in and get on my flight the next day when I got a call from the hospital that my mom was coming home to our house for hospice care. Yeah. And she's still here today. So I, I can't return until I say final goodbyes. One of the biggest regrets I have is that I, I left her and my dad with about three days to go. And uh, I I don't want to leave leave her now, so yeah. going to stick with her till till the end. Well, Andy, uh, you know we're praying for you and your family, and everybody here understands. They understand, and you know, Andy, you have been such a fixture in Los Angeles, and obviously at the rescue mission, the Union Rescue Mission, but uh, in Los Angeles, and uh, we thank you for all the work that you've done for. Uh, the homeless for people who have needed great, uh, great care and have got it. You know, I think, Andy, one of the things about being here today is when and often when we talk on our show, we're talking about the the bad news of the budget or the homeless numbers and those things. But when you come down here to the rescue mission and you are present for the good work that you do and you meet the people who are here, you realize there is so much hope and so many great stories. And we'll probably hear some of that today. Yeah, there's just something about 
that place, something about Union Rescue Mission. We've had people comment that they've, when they pull in the parking lot even, they've gone from a, a little bit of hell to sensing a little bit of heaven um, just in the change in the atmosphere. And, and that has been true from day one. Our thankful guests just make it a make it a beautiful atmosphere and our thankful staff serving the Lord every day just change the atmosphere. <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's right. It does. And, uh, you know, and the atmosphere is great down here. How are you doing? What are some of the greatest needs uh, during this holiday season for the rescue mission? Well, certainly finances, money. We, we're we having the toughest financial year since the Great Recession when Richard Newcomb, our vice president of uh, uh, philanthropy and social enterprise showed us that the other day that we haven't had a year like this since the Great Recession. Uh, we realized how tough it's been. People, yeah, if they can just make a gift of any amount, no amount is too large or too small, just go to urm.org, especially this time of year. We can continue to welcome everybody who comes to our doors. We can continue to feed everybody who comes and we can continue to have things like the Christmas store and get gifts for all 500 of our kids and let the parents shop for the kids and we can continue being the mission that always steps up and always says yes and never says no if people will give. Yeah, well, and you can give at urm.org. That's something that you can do if you're listening. And, you know, part of that gift goes to these great events like the turkey fry that's meaningful to the neighborhood. It's just so fun to watch everybody come out, and it's exciting, you know. And it just, like you said, the smell of it is giving hope, but then the, the food will be, the turkeys will be eaten tomorrow, and everybody's already marking their uh, their calendars for that. How long has the turkey yeah. fry been going on? Uh, turkey fry's been going on since I've made a switch I think it was one or two years after I came, probably 2006 or seven. we used to bake and freeze and bake and freeze. And they let me try, I think, the first time about 100 turkeys, and then, and then they trusted me, and we could pull it off. And so at one point, we got up to 23 uh, broilers or boilers, and did 680 turkeys in a 24-hour period so you can't you can't produce turkeys that quickly any other way it only takes two and a half three minutes per pound and we were able to you know make fresh deep fried turkeys overnight cut the meat away from the bone and <laughs> and uh we'll probably never go back until we hear of some other way that's better <laughs> yeah i think that's the that is the case you're listening to the pastor scott show and i'm live today from the union rescue mission on skid row in los angeles where we are frying turkeys and getting ready for the thanksgiving feast for uh for everybody who can come how many people do you expect to feed uh to this weekend i think it's, i think there's going to be about three thousand. i know that estimates probably high to my teammates but i just think there's going to be a special turnout and Hate to miss it, but I think about 3,000, we're going to open the doors to the people outside after we feed everybody inside, and I think they're going to come because yeah. everybody needs a reprieve from outside. 
Well, like I said, everybody's uh, watching outside, and uh, I think everybody is is ready uh, for everything. Um, and how? So you think about three thousand people, and uh, this is your nineteenth, your nineteenth turkey fry. Is that right? Probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah, so. My nineteenth, my nineteenth Thanksgiving at Union Rescue Mission, and I introduced the turkey frying to speed up the process at one point. <laughs> <laughs> did you get any pushback? Did people did people say, "Well, you might blow up Skid Row if you uh, boil of, those turkeys out there"? Of course, of course. There's always pushback, and we had to prove ourselves first that we wouldn't blow up the garage and Skid Row. And uh, I. For years, I was one of the deep fryers, but then I became the safety coordinator, uh, telling people how not to put in a wet turkey, how to not put in an icy turkey, how to not drop a turkey in there, and how not to explode the turkey fryer or leave the lid on and launch it into space. Those are all big concerns. Yeah, well, you know, we're not too far from Vandenberg Space Force Base. We'll leave that to them. Uh, these days, Andy, you know, it's funny. And the the gentleman who is in charge of all the cooking, what's his name? I forgot his name. I was just talking with him a moment ago. Uh, well, Richard Baker's in charge of the overall production and feeding of everybody, but I'm not sure who's down right, there. I, I talked to somebody cooking him, and he was explaining to me the difference between using the the peanut oil and using other oils, and how important it is to use the peanut oil. And uh, he said you can cook fish in peanut oil and then cook a turkey, and you won't even tell the difference. You won't, be able, you won't taste the fish. So I'm, I'm learning a lot about uh, dangerous but very tasty cooking methods today. <laughs> <laughs> Never know what you're going to learn at the mission. And, and the conversations outside with the people, like the lady who thought it was soup, those are, that's what I miss the most because, uh, you know, it's a chance to talk to people and, Invite them to come tomorrow, yeah, um, and come back and get get some turkey. Yeah, you know one of the things is that as you talk with people, it also gives you you know hope and it gets people over the fear. I think that there's a a lot of people who are afraid maybe to come down and volunteer or to serve uh, during the holidays and stuff. And and I'd like to say you don't have to be afraid. You know no. that uh, you know there are there are unwise things you can do in any community, right? So I, you know I wouldn't. Uh, there's things you shouldn't do, but if you come to the rescue mission, it's safe. There's parking, and uh, a great way to meet people, and you will you will love it. You'll it might even change your life. Yes, absolutely, and yeah. that's what we hope. We hope somebody comes in, has a meal, thinks about giving life a chance again. Uh, you know, giving giving themselves one more chance, and and makes a turnaround, and we've seen it happen, and it happens every Thanksgiving, and and that's our hope that somebody comes and hears the gospel of Jesus Christ and knows that we love them, yeah, and gives life another try. Absolutely, Andy. Uh, I'm sitting across from uh, from Kitty Davis Walker, your your co-host and uh, your friend. And what's your what is your title here, Kitty, at the rescue mission? What do you do officially? I am the vice president of public relations. Vice president <laughs> of public relations. All right. Well, being that you're in the the PR business, what would you tell people uh, about the turkey fry and uh, the excitement in the air about this <laughs> and this and the wonderful turkey smell? I'm so hungry right now. I would tell uh, folks that it is one of the special special days uh, for us here at Union Rescue Mission and for our guests. 
because it is the holiday and um, we want uh, folks to have a nice Thanksgiving meal like it's a home-cooked meal mm-hmm. uh, and help them forget about the the uh, fact that they're staying in a shelter and, and they're not in the, having Thanksgiving meal in their own home. Yeah. And so we want it to feel homey like that. And then for those who have a home and who are making a meal for their families, what we say to them is um, sow a seed. Sow a seed to help those who are uh, with us at Union Rescue Mission. Go to urm.org uh, to donate now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you can do that. You can also volunteer. We always need prayer. And uh, about the turkey fry, uh, come down. You can smell smell like fried turkey because that's usually what what happens yes. with us. We smell like fried turkeys, <laughs> um, but it's a it's a good smell. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to doing it every single day. And as Andy mentioned, we're able to do them quicker than we would be if we were putting them in the broiler and then taking them off the bone and, and all of those. That's right. Fun and, things. And so there's, yeah, there's been no explosions. It's awesome. No. It's, uh, it's very professionally done. Fact, and Andy is like Fire Marshal Bill, but uh, the other the other way. <laughs> he makes sure nothing gets nothing gets blown up or, yeah. or, or burned up. <laughs> it's very very uh, important. There, I, you're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Andy Bales, the uh, president of and uh, CEO of the Union Rescue Mission, and uh, the vice president of PR. I've just found out Kitty Davis Walker. That's your official title. Thank you. And others. I think we're going to have some stories from some people, and yes. it'll be an inspiring show. And we'll talk about some other stuff. Maybe do some open line Friday if we have time for that today. It's normally what we do on Fridays. So stick it around. We will uh, likely have that opportunity, and you can. Call the number if you want to talk about uh, what we're talking about now. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. There's some pictures. If you want to go online to uh, our Pastor Scott social, social media, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or X, and uh, just look for at Pastor Scott Show. Give us a follow, and uh, especially on Instagram and the Twitter machine or the Facebook machine, we put on uh, some pictures of the turkeys being fried. Mm. And uh, so far, the technology uh, does not exist to uh, bring that smell through the Facebook. Right. But uh, I'm sure somebody is working on that now. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, Andy, any special memories from a particular turkey fry? Just something that when you think about this event, for 19 years, what uh, what comes to mind? What's a specific uh, moment that you think about? Is there a favorite memory? Well, we've done it through the rain. Mm. Uh, those were special. Yeah. Um, we've wow. we've had so many people come up and ask for a taste test. Just a taste. Just give me a taste. Mm-hmm. And we say, come back, come back tomorrow at 11 and <laughs> line up, and you'll get. Uh, more more than you bargained for <laughs> and we've had years where we uh where we hand out not only thanksgiving meals but bibles brand new bibles yes and last year was it that we had angela bassett and courtney bassett yeah. out yep yep, yep. <laughs> deep yep. crying with us late and at night <laughs> is i noticed that uh, william shatner's on your your social media ads is forever, he coming out today forever <laughs> I, I don't know if he yeah. has the starship coming out or not but <laughs> captain kirk would be no, nice he, to s- <laughs> yeah he hasn't come but uh scott minor uh the the fall they passed away at yeah at christmas he he came not only the turkey friday mm-hmm. but he came to the celebration and help me hand out 
boxes and Bibles, and I, I guess that one will, will yeah. always be yeah. dear to me. Yeah. A big, big, yeah. yeah. Um, the, you know, Kitty, one of the uh, things about the rescue mission that people need to understand is it is a Christian rescue mission, right? We share the gospel with people. Yes. We We... At the rescue mission, one of the things is that is, and this matters because there's so much pressure against this. And Andy and I have talked this a lot, pressure not just against sharing the gospel, yeah. but even pressure against programs that lead to sobriety. Yeah, recovery. Right? Recovery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about recovery here at the rescue mission. Wow. So that's one of the biggest things. We, You can't have a program, you can't have services if they don't... Um, um, let people, you know, give them, offer them recovery and also some kind of mental health services mm-hmm. uh, because everybody who comes through our doors, they're, they've been through some type of trauma. That's right. And uh, might not even know that they need those services. But once they come through our doors and they sit down and have a meal and then after that meal, there is services that we can offer them. There's case management. There's all of that. And Andy has been a big, big proponent of uh, making sure that the only way you can have successful services for people devastated by homelessness is you've got to have those two elements have to be there. Mm-hmm. And here with us, because we are faith-based, we are um, we we take care of that those the folks that come through our doors spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Physically, and we also help them with their finances because we've got classes and courses for that as right. well. And parenting. I was, so. I, I was there the other night, Scott, Pastor <laughs> Scott, and, and uh, eating with the families. And mm-hmm. the families just kept coming, and the place got filled. <laughs> and the kids were having so much fun. They were grabbing bananas and apples and laughing, and and they were having the time of their lives. And I just... I not only relished the moment, yeah. uh, but but I thought, you know, that would not be possible mm. in a chaotic, unsafe, non-sober mm. environment. Right. That's that right. kind of safety only comes in a sober environment, mm-hmm. and uh, we we just believe in the common sense of safety and sobriety and and not chaos. That's right. We're not exactly living in a common sense world these days, <laughs> unfortunately. You know, and we talked about it before. There's a hotel down the street right. that they can't fill. Yeah. Right? That the city bought. They can't fill it. Yeah. And it's got 400 beds, I think, and they can hardly get anybody in there. And obviously, there's homeless people up and down the street right here. Exactly. But the reason they can't is because they don't require sobriety. Wow. There's no rules about bringing over uh, ladies of the evening or drugs or other things. Yeah. Why would you bring your family to that? Exactly. Why in the world would you do that? Right. Uh, and I, it's odd to me that that just isn't an obvious thing. Mm. But I guess it suggests something about uh, the possibility of recovery and, God forbid, you might have to talk about God. And uh, <laughs> we can't do that. But we can do that at the rescue mission. Yes, That's one of can. the special things at Union Rescue Mission. Mm-hmm. Something that really matters uh, a whole lot. Yeah. Andy, we'll see you a little bit later on. Anything that you want to share with our audience uh, for right now about the turkey fry and uh, the rescue mission? Anything further before we go to a break? Well, that common sense thing that you brought up, uh, I was just asked to participate in an L.A. Times article that's coming out in a few days, and uh, along with other people. But 
Uh, it was it was from a Time magazine article in 1993, and kind of asked the question. I was asked the question: Is L.A. going to hell? And I didn't say L.A.'s going to hell, but in the area of how we address homelessness, we have made every mistake possible mm. to not do what's practical, helpful, meeting the needs of the many rather than helping a few and leaving tens of thousands on the streets. In the area of homelessness, we have allowed people to suffer a hell-like environment mm. on the streets, hoping the sun would come up before they shiver to death or, yeah. you know, waiting for an open bathroom so that they don't get a urinary tract infection. We, we've just let people suffer in a hell-like environment because of our impractical lack of common sense approach um, for, for too many years. So we'll see what comes out in the L.A. Times about that. Yeah, so that'll come out here. We we'll look forward to reading that. Uh, Andy, thanks for joining me. We'll have you on a little bit later today as uh, we continue our show. And, uh, Kitty, you'll be with us uh, in and out uh, throughout I'm the program today. hanging out with you, yes. And uh, we'll talk more about that. And uh, the freeway is going to open up, the 10 freeway, a lot sooner than they thought. Everybody's Woo-hoo. happy about that. I guess what I want to know is who's going to be the first car to drive across that. <laughs> You know, when the contractor says, it'll be three to five weeks, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, Tuesday it'll be open. Mm. I have questions. Anyway, uh, this is the Pastor Scott Show. We're live from the Union Rescue Mission on Skid Row in Los Angeles for the Turkey Fry. You can visit the Rescue Mission online at urm.org. Donate, check it out, volunteer, all of that is there. We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Our timeline has changed um, with the extraordinary work of the men and women you see behind me, the carpenters, the laborers, teamsters, the cement masons, 30 new carpenters on site in the last 24 hours with the outstanding work of Griffith and security paving and their teams. They got ahead two days on the debris removal, allowed it to move more quickly uh, to retrofit uh, the structure you see behind me. And as a consequence, uh, one thing we can guarantee you is we will be open five lanes in both directions at the latest Tuesday of next week. That was Governor Newsom, uh, along with uh, Mayor of Los Angeles, Karen Bass, announcing something uh, surprising that the 10 Freeway is going to reopen. And uh, the 10 Freeway being closed was uh, a huge deal, obviously, for everybody. And uh, it's going to be open. Here's my question. They said they first said it could be months. Then they said three to five weeks. And that was the, the note just a couple days ago. The engineers, everybody said, oh, it'll be open for three to five week, in three to five weeks. And uh, everybody bought train tickets, you know, and everything. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, last night, the governor was here, and he says, oh, and it's going to be open, I guarantee, he said, no later than this Tuesday. And uh, so that's really good news. But, uh, you know, I've had contractors before who uh, suddenly can get things done in a hurry. I'm wondering, 
if you're the first one across that uh, freeway overpass, <laughs> who's the first? Are your cars just going to stop for a while and think about it before they uh, drive over it? I don't know. Anyway, this is the Pastor Scott Show, and we are live. We are live from the Union Rescue Mission in downtown at Skid Row in Los Angeles, and we are so glad to be here for the Thanksgiving turkey fry. We are frying up 300 turkeys, and uh, you can smell it all up and down the street. The crowd is gathered. It is very festive. It's a great place to be. And uh, we're excited to be here to celebrate that. You can learn more at urm.org. And, uh, you know, one of the things I thought we would do since we're here, there's a lot to talk about, and and maybe we'll get to certain things in the news, maybe not. But, you know, we have some great stories of people who are right here at Union Rescue Mission. And so often when we talk about the subject of homelessness and all the things that are going along with it, it's a rough subject because of all the politics and because of how the money gets spent and all of those different things. And yet, what I want everybody to know is that at, at many different places, including the Union Rescue Mission, the Lord's work is being done. People are being rescued, people are, are recovering, and people are coming to Jesus. And this is a very special place. And this is happening, and we should not lose hope. We should not lose hope at all. Uh, with me is, uh, is one of the people who, uh, you're, Anisha, right? Anisha, yeah. Anisha, Anisha, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. And to go ahead and speak right into the microphone oh, there. Okay. There you go. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what do you do now for the rescue mission, Union Rescue Mission, and, and then tell us your story. Okay. Well, I want to first say God is good all the time. Yeah. Um, I came here from New Orleans, and um, I ended up going, I ended up joining the program here, the, the master's program, the women's program. It was so awesome that it, it was amazing. It, it was it changed my life forever. Um, so I went through my ups and downs, but I got through it. Um, I had all the resources, all the help that I needed. Um, I like the. I, it was it was so many people that was there for me. Miss um, Brandy, Miss Latanya, Miss Sharice, Miss Lidoff. It was I, I could keep on going on, but it was it's so many people there for me, and especially Mr. Andy Bell. He if it wasn't for him, I won't be here. Yeah. Um. So it's like. I was an addict. I was an addict since I was 13 years old. Since you were 13, okay. Yes. And this is in New Orleans? Yeah, New Orleans. Okay. Um, I came here last year, 2022, of June of last year. I've been clean for 16 months now. 16 months. Congratulations. 16 months. <laughs> now, you, you were from New Orleans, and uh, how did you make it out here? How did that happen? Uh, my husband. Okay, your husband. Yeah, he also he also graduated from the program here, too. So your husband brought you, you came to Los Angeles. He came here first. Specifically to come to the Union Rescue Mission. Yes, to get, a, um, matter of fact, to get away from me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. To get away from me, but um, it didn't turn out like that because every time he tried to get away from me, I end up back, we end up back together. All right. So um, got here, I thought it was just a drug program. I didn't know it was a shelter too. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. But I didn't fail. I, I actually finished the program. I became apprentice. When I, I became apprentice, I'm, I'm a guest facilitator for the families, guest service facilitator for the families. Um, also, I do referrals to Angela House Hope Gardens. Um, um, we also receive re- referrals from different organizations from, you know, people trying to get shelter. Um, yeah. It's I, I do a whole lot of other things. I just don't just do stuff for families. I volunteer here. I volunteer there. I do more, frankly any any anything somebody asks me to do. I will I will help. 
Yeah. You know, that's just me. Um, I, I, that's been my spirit. has been my spirit all my life. I help a person even when I was in my addiction. You know. Um, now, is your husband still here? Yeah, he's working. He work, he's staff in the oh, kitchen. He's, he's in the kitchen right he's now. All right, kitchen, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, this has been a blessing. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stories. You obviously get to interact with a whole lot of uh, stories that are good. You yeah. Know, there's a lot of stories that aren't. It's a very difficult yeah. ministry. But what would you say the difference was for you that said, I'm going to get sober this time? I've been an addict since I was a kid. Enough. I'm not going to be. What the difference yeah. was this time? Yeah. I didn't run. You didn't run. I didn't run. I'm a runner. I, if mm. things get too hard for me, I run. Yeah. So this time yeah. I say, no, I'm going to put my foot down and I'm going to lean on God. And oh. that's what I did. Good I for stayed. you. Good for you. And uh, how do you like it here in uh, Los Angeles? I love it. Yeah. It's, I love it, but the things that goes on around here, I I, choo- I would choose not to live around here, but <laughs> it's know, something yeah. that you have to experience. Somebody, something that you got to go through to get where you need to go. Yeah, you that know makes what I'm perfect sense. Oh, yeah. See, God took me out of a bad situation and put me in an even worse situation, and I dealt with the worse situation because the drugs is here. It's everywhere. Yeah. And I had I didn't have no temptations. I don't I don't crave for it. I don't when I smell it, it makes me sick. I I don't have no means for drugs anymore. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. my life is totally different. It's a miraculous story. Yes. You know, and, and in fact, a lot of people who are trying to recover, the worst place they could be is around all of this. Yes. Right outside the door. Yes. There, right? And it, I, I, more power to whoever is staying strong and standing on their own two feet and leaning on God. Yeah. It's more power to them. I encourage the ladies every single day. Every time they talk to me, I encourage them, to st- tell them to stay strong. If you need to talk to me, come talk to me. I work I work right down the fourth floor. Even if I'm in my room, call me on the phone. Come talk to me. If you feel like you, you're having one of those meltdowns, just call me and I'll talk to you. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. You know, the Lord is using you in this tremendous way. Exactly. And I'm, I'm so glad to hear your story. And you, Also, like Miss Brandy said, this is a sisterhood. So yeah. we all got to stick together. That's right. And, you know, being together matters, right? That's part right. of what being in the, the right. church means, right? The right. church is that we're brothers and sisters. Right. And we're not supposed to do this by ourselves. No. And we have a promise of, first of all, we have a Savior who is with us. Exactly. And then we have the body of Christ that we're a part of. Exactly. Uh, together. And that's something that can be taught at the Rescue Mission, the Union Rescue Mission. Yes. And there are places that won't let you say that because no. you're taking government money. Exactly. And they don't <laughs> and they don't have this kind of story as often. No. Yeah. Me. Yeah. No. Well, Anicia, right? Saying that right? Anicia. Anicia. <laughs> you know what? It is a pleasure to have you on the Pastor Scott Show and hear about your story. And thank you for ministering to people. Mm-hmm. Pleasure all mine. And you know what? There's a lot of people listening. We get callers who are homeless people. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot, actually. They're living in their cars or they're, for whatever reason, they're listening. Mm-hmm. And some of them are at a place. In fact, we've had several callers, and maybe some of you are listening, who are, are addicted. And they are afraid to get the help, but they know they need to. Exactly. Right? It's partly why that they call. What would you tell them right now who might be listening? What I'll tell them right now, pray. Hmm. And if you if you feel like you, your prayers is being answered, God say take one step and he's going to take two or three for you. Yeah. So if you take that one step, he's going to continue making the rest of the steps for you. You just got to continue walking that straight and narrow path. You take that first step. You yes. pray and take that, that first step. step. Do you hear that out there? I know that, that there's some of you who listen regularly, <laughs> and that's what you need to do. And you're hearing from a woman who has been blessed, and she's blessing other people in 16 months. Yes. You know, that's not really a lot of Lord, time. it's not really a lot of time. And look at what the Lord has done. 
had a lot of time. Yeah. Anisia. Anisia. <laughs> Just call me Nisi. Nisi. <laughs> thank you for being with us on the Pastor Scott Show. And thank you for everything you're doing here at Union okay. Rescue Mission. God bless you. God bless thank you, you for being here. <laughs> All right. Isn't that a great story? 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. We've got a call here. I'm going to go take a call here. Uh, let's see. From uh, Marie in L.A. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to say God bless her. Uh, Anisha, you're doing great. It's, it's a wonderful story and a story of one that's a success. But, um, you know, I wanted to call in because I work for CDCR. So I work, I've I've worked for the Department of Corrections for uh, 17 plus years. And what I see, and I'm a woman of God, let me just put that out there. But what I see often is during the holidays, uh, people are more willing to give and to be a little bit more compassion. But, you know, when you see the homelessness on the street, and I don't believe it's homelessness. I think that's a coined term. Where I, this is where you know my opinion differs from your your pastor. I think it's more of a drug addiction problem because mm-hmm. when we have uh, individuals that are on the street like Anisha that may come to a point of you know okay now now I'm ready to to face my demons and and just kind of get in there and get dirty and get cleaned up. A lot of people try to take that path. But there are no resources for them if they don't have medical insurance or if their income is just slightly higher than poverty. And so you have a real problem when, you know, in CDCR, they preach, oh, let's do the new California model. Let's help people. But really, there are no, there, there are no resources for those in the middle. And I think that's what we see a lot of on the street are those people that are in the middle that have... Um, in the middle being that you don't have, you're not at that point of recovery yet, and that you don't have the resources, say, um, to take advantage of those opportunities. Yeah. And, if, and Anisha said it herself, even in trying to get help, there is no policing the environment that you're in, because Los Angeles, uh, Inland Empire, you know, anywhere in the state of California, you're going to find a high number of active users openly abusing drugs and having sex and, you know, being in pornography or, you know, uh, Multiple issues. Beings. I almost have to go to a yeah, break here, Maria. In, in the open. And that's, that's part of the problem. There's, there's no uh, judicial system that's protecting those people and uh, the citizens of Los Angeles. Yeah, there's a lot more that there's a lot more that needs to be done, and uh, you know we're spending billions of dollars not very well. That's something that we've talked about a lot. There's a whole lot yes. more that can yes, be done. Did. Thank you very much for calling the Pastor Scott Amen. Show. Well, and God and bless you guys. God, and God bless your ministry, and have a great day. Thank you, Maria. We are live from the Union Rescue Mission on Skid Row in Los Angeles. You can watch us live at KKLA.com. If you want to watch the live stream, you can also follow us at Pastor Scott Show, Facebook X, and Instagram. I put up some pictures of where we're at of the turkey fry. We're cooking up 300 turkeys right now. And you can see some pictures just by going and following at Pastor Scott Show on Instagram and the Facebook and the Twitter. We'll be back as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now 
at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. We're live from the Union Rescue Mission in downtown Los Angeles on Skid Row. And it is Thanksgiving turkey fry weekend. And uh, just, uh, I don't know, 50 feet away from us, maybe 35 feet away from us, they are boiling turkeys, deep frying turkeys, I should say. It's a better way to say it. And uh, there's been no explosions yet in 19 years of doing this. So, uh that is an excellent record, and it's excellent turkeys. Uh, and all of them are going to be served this weekend at the rescue mission. We believe that uh, 3,000 people are going to uh, take part in that. So um, this is an exciting time. And, you know, the, the subject of homelessness and everything that comes with it is a one that is seems so hopeless, and there are lots of problems, but there's a lot of good things also happening, and that is one of the joys of being here at the Union Rescue Mission. And I wanted to take some time today to introduce you to some people uh, who are residents here at the Rescue Mission, or who work here, or in many ways, both. And right now with me is Keith. Keith, welcome to the uh, Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Great to be here with you. And tell us about yourself, Keith. Uh, How long have you been here? I've been here, this is my fourth year. Fourth year living at the Rescue Mission. Yes, sir. All right. And what do you do while you're here? Um, Right now I am a coordinator. Okay. For the CLDP, Christian Life Discipleship Program. All right. Very good. And um, when I got here, it was during COVID, 2019. I started out in the Gateway Program. Okay. I stayed there in the men's shelter services for two years. And what's the Gateway Program? How does that work? It's... um, it's housing. Okay. It's immediate housing. Okay. And then you meet with counselors and you go over uh, therapy options, education options, get your medications, and kind of like get settled in and, f- and find out what happened to you. Yeah. Okay. You know, like yeah. how did you get to this how'd point you get here? in your life? Yeah. How did yeah. you get here and where do you want to go? Yeah. And what was going on in your life that brought you to that moment? I am... Um, I was going through a transformation. My grandmother passed away. Mm. I slipped into a depression. Um, I was in a relationship. I had a, I have, I still have a family. Mm-hmm. And um, the children were grown, grown, getting ready to exit high school. The house was getting small. And I had to do the adult thing and make space. Mm. So in making space, I stepped out of the house and I came downtown for services um, for my depression. Okay. Um, co- processing my grandmother's death yeah and um when i got here i realized that i never turned to god for help Mm. i kept looking to society and um entertainment to soothe me and i never i never cried out to god yeah Um, and i was uh separated from my immediate family so i came here um i started going to church um i started seeking recovery yeah um i'm two years sober excellent Uh, my sobriety date is uh september 27 2021 Today I have a sponsor. I'm clean. I walk with God. I've been rebaptized, uh, round-the-clock therapy, community, and um, I have a purpose now. Yeah, Keith, that's a great story. And look at what the Lord's doing in your life. And you're working in the discipleship program here. He said, "Correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm a coordinator. Uh-huh. And in my coordinatorship, um, I go to Toomey. It's the Urban Ministry Institute, so theology school, Bible college. And I basically help the newcomer who comes in. I help them get situated and show them how to transition, Mm. um, how to check in, how to be honest, how to keep a curfew. Yeah. uh, Why why do we stay sober? How important it is to be a child of God? What it feels like to be a disciple? At the the Union Rescue Mission, uh, you can do some things like that, have some requirements and rules that are not always... um, available at some places right and and that's an amazing thing i think it's you know 
it's not that it doesn't work for everybody, but it doesn't work an awful lot of the time if you aren't headed towards recovery. Correct. Right? And uh, if you aren't headed towards a place where, in this case, I, you know, I believe, obviously, we're the Pastor Scott Show, and I have a Christian perspective, right? <laughs> yes. But when you give your life really to God, you mentioned something I think that impacts all of us in different ways is sometimes we call out to God as a last resort, right? And we don't always find ourselves in a depression or in a serious, you know, situation that, uh, but sometimes we just ignore the Lord. You know, everybody does that, yes. I think. And uh, we resort to God. But you get to help people who are ready to make that decision to say, cry out to the Lord, and he's listening. Yes. Yeah. What's some of your favorite moments uh, since you've been working here with other people, some stories of people? Christmas is always big. The holidays is big around yeah. here um, because the gift of salvation comes first. We always look at what's outside or how big the tree is or what's mm. in your bank account. But I like to tell people your, your salvation is your paycheck. Um, once you learn how to surrender, um, once you understand what the what the beatitudes are and, and, and the Ten Commandments are, and try to live a clean, healthy life, yeah, and, and be polite and courteous, and look out for you know the widow, the infant, and the foreigner. Like it's not always about me. That's right. Um, so it's a humbling effect, and, it, and it, you grow gratitude and appreciation. Yeah. When somebody comes into the program and there's requirements, and that's hard. You know, I keep some people out of the program because they don't want rules, right? Yes. Uh, I can't tell you how many people that I have taken to a rescue mission where they could get in right now, walk through the doors and they're in, but they don't want the curfew, right? Or they don't. there's something they don't want. Yes. And uh, we do have to surrender that. But how long does it take when somebody does that? How long does it take before you really see them turn around? I'm, it, it depends on the individual. Right. If I had to give a number, I would say within a within a two to three week period. Two to three weeks. Yes, because yeah. initially you want to detox. Yeah. Whether it's drug or alcohol or just emotionally. Once you get a, get out of the shock of um, it's not just me, somebody cares for me or their service is here. So within the first 30 days, someone will wake up and realize I'm safe. Yeah. There's food here um, and people are listening. An awful lot of that has to do with being able to make that commitment to do it. But I would encourage people listening. If you hear that, it was two to three weeks. Yes. Right? Now, that's not for everybody. And that's obviously, some people are longer. Maybe some people are shorter, right? But you got yes. you got a detox if that's your issue. There's, it takes a long time to get out of the depression and there's a habit-forming thing. But two to three weeks and your life is already on a better path. Yes, because you, you create stability. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you see people doing things that we take for granted. Hmm. Like, oh, I have a bed now. I'm not sleeping on the street. Yeah. I have clean water. I'm, I'm brushing my teeth again. I'm combing my hair. Um, someone's coming to the door and, and saying, calling me by my name. Yeah. Not a derogative remark. Right. Right. Um, it's a pleasure when people see my face. I'm welcomed. Hmm. It's It goes from get out of here to... Please join us. It's a Have restoration a of community and humanity often. Yes. In so, And that builds self-esteem. Yeah. And then when it, when it catches like wildfire, the person who, when they first got here, didn't want to tell you their name or didn't want to sit with you, now they're doing it. Good yeah. morning, everybody. They're passing out the Bibles. Yeah. They're putting the chairs away at the end of class. You know. Yeah, Keith, thank you for what you're doing. I'm so excited about what God's doing in your life, and you're going to school, and uh, you're already using that here. Now, is your plan to stay here, or do you want to become a pastor? Or uh, I'm in my 
final year of theology school, yeah. and I, I plan to transfer over to seminary school. So I am on the road okay. to ministry. Yes, All sir. right. Well, God bless you. I've been a pastor for 25 years, and uh, you know, I can tell already you have a pastor's heart. Thank you. And uh, we're just so grateful for what you're doing here at the Union Rescue Mission. Thank you for coming. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for being here at the, on the Pastor Scott Show. Everybody, we are live on the Pastor Scott Show from Skid Row in Los Angeles, and the turkey fry is going on for Thanksgiving. There are turkeys that uh, they don't take long to, to fry if you fry a turkey. I have a brother-in-law who fries turkeys, and uh, he hasn't blown himself up either. So. <laughs> It's worth the risk because that turkey tastes so good when it's deep fried in this way. And uh, I took a few pictures of it. If you want to go online to uh, Facebook or Instagram at Pastor Scott Show, you can check that out on there and what's happening out. And I want to encourage you to uh, check out the Union Rescue Mission, URM.org. And uh, if you are somebody who can give, you can give. It's a great time to give. There's opportunities to pray, number one, and to volunteer as well. And uh, do that. Keith, thanks for being here and uh, for all that you do. Everybody, this is the Pastor Scott Show. And, uh, you know, once in a while we get this opportunity to go somewhere live. So we have a few of these uh, things going on. i got to tell you that this is one that I look forward to the most. And if you've thought about volunteering, either on Thanksgiving or Christmas, or, you know, a lot of people volunteer Thanksgiving and Christmas, but I know that a lot of places, you know, you might live in uh, Long Beach, for example. There's a rescue mission in Long Beach. There's lots of places where you can go and you can serve. You know, sometimes the other parts of the year that aren't the holidays are the times when volunteers are needed the most, actually, because people don't think about it as much. And I would encourage you to do that. And if you have a little bit of fear, you know, involved, uh, you know, there, it's very safe. You know, there are dumb things you can do anywhere, right? Uh, <laughs> but it's it's not what you think. And what happens is, is you meet a lot of people, some with tremendous struggles, but people who need Jesus, people who just need to talk to you, people who need love. And uh, you will change a life. You might even have your life changed. So I encourage you to... Uh, be involved. Get your church involved and do those things. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We're on every day from 3 to 5. We talk about issues of the day from a Christian perspective. You can follow us at Pastor Scott Show, and we'll see you in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.